You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have such a treat for you today. Um, this remarkable woman, Amber, is she's just a bright light. Like I love her story. I love everything about her. Where she, where I really kind of fell in love with her was, was I was looking at her bio, and she's an unapologetic bibliophile. And I was like, oh, my people, she's my people. And so I love the fact that she just has this expressive kind of look at life and, and, and mothering, right? That's what we're talking about today, stretching motherhood. Her book, Stretch Marks, is <laughs> such a creative concept and such an amazing way to look at motherhood from an alternative perspective, right? A lot of times we we look at parenting, it, it, it's almost like we kind of water it down and and, and clinicalize it, right? Which, which is interesting because she's also a licensed um, family and marriage therapist. And so, so she should, certainly has every right in the background and the experience and the the education to kind of add this clinical layer to it. But this idea of we are motherhood, right? We are our mothering experiences. And, and we get to say what that looks like. And we get to inform it and, and to kind of think that there's this cookie cutter one way approach is really not doing any of us any good. And no matter how brilliant we are, it's easy to fall into that trap, right? The comparison trap and everything else. And so she's on this mission to work with women, to support them in their mothering styles, but really looking at where they are the kind of the axis, right? The pivotal point around which their mothering style orbits. And it's, it's a conversation that is difficult. It's complex. It's, um, there's no one size fits all. It's, it's not, there's no simple solutions. Right. And, 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 and she knows a thing or two about this, right? Raising four boys, <laughs> traveling around the world. I can't wait for you to hear her story because she's such a delight. Um, so so before before I get too, too far into the, the weeds here, I want to bring her on so you can welcome her to the show. Um, Amber Trueblood, author of Stretch Marks and mother extraordinaire, assistant to mother extraordinaires. And um, just welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so, so, so your background and your experiences with your family and, and in your journey of writing this book and everything is, is so amazing, amazing and really a testament to your dedication to, to your mission. But before we dive into that, I want to ask you our quintessential question and ask, what are your superpowers? Well, the best way I can answer that is the feedback I've gotten most recently from most of the women that they interact with me. And this is that seems to be my superpower is helping women feel seen and feel heard. That seems to be the biggest impact right now. Beautiful. Well, and then it sounds so like you, you just let it roll off your tongue in this way, but, but they, that's not a, that's not a common component of the motherhood conversation. Right, like it, it, it's it's really taken for granted, I think, and and it's such an amazing cornerstone of our families, of um, you know, the the adults that we put out into the world, you know, all of this good stuff. Why do you think that this idea of like showing up in it has not really taken hold? 
Well, I think we get wrapped up into, like you brought up, comparison trap. You know, there's so much going on around us and we live in kind of these individualized silos of trying to handle multiple things and juggling multiple areas all simultaneously. You know, meanwhile, judging ourselves for not being perfect at all of them, uh, which is crazy. Um, and then, you know, and then getting really down on ourselves when when we don't meet our own unrealistic expectations or the expectations that we're, you know, assuming from the outside world. So when you hear somebody say, no, 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 like I'm going through that same exact thing or my child's doing the same thing. And, and we're all kind of at least addressing a lot of the same challenges. I think if we can um, alleviate some of that self-judgment and self-doubt and really be authentic with ourselves, then that allows us to connect in a way and support each other in a way that's so much more valuable and improves everybody's experience. Beautiful. And I love the subtitle of the book, a self-development tool for mothers who are being stretched in every direction. I think you really encapsulate this idea and it's only getting worse, right? It's only, our lives are only getting more complicated and more complex. I remember when we were really looking at the core curriculum for the superpower experts model and it, it just kept getting more and more complex and it, you know, I sat with it and I prayed on it and I, I kind of meditated around it. And it's, but, but this idea is that no, realistically, like the world's not getting any more simple. And so on some level, that means that we have to develop tactics and methodologies that allow people to navigate complexity. And, and I think trying to water it down or pretend like it's going to be easy or, um, you know, step one, two, three, you know, it's, it's, it's just not. And, and so it's so necessary that we find our own kind of orientation within that. And, and I do believe that's been missing from the motherhood conversation. Yeah, I, that's one of my challenges to mothers and to myself, too, is, you know, we, we, we're so busy, you know, we're so overwhelmed with all of the things and activities and tasks that we feel we're supposed to do. And seldom do we have time to kind of step back and say, do I want to be doing this? Wait, is this important to me? If, if so, fantastic, great. But we mm -hmm. really rarely give ourselves that opportunity to stand back and see what path we're on, if, if it aligns with what's important to us, or even ask ourselves, what is important to me? Because we're all different. And like, not only is that okay, but that should be celebrated, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's what's amazing about the human experience and what makes us interesting people, as do the, <laughs> our, like, you know, our weaknesses, our faults, our flaws, all of that is so critical to who we are and how we learn and grow. But unfortunately, we spend so much time and energy pretending like we don't have those faults or we don't have those flaws or we're supposed to be perfect. And mm. so the, you know, the kind of the system that I take women that I'm working with through is, is kind of a very systematic approach to help work through that, help really identify for you specifically what's important to you, what's important to your family right now at this point in your life, because maybe a couple years ago, it would have been something different. Mm. Beautiful. And I know that really lights up a lot of the, the hearts of the moms who listen to this show. We're going to take a break. But before we do, how else do you work with moms, not just through the book, obviously, that anybody can get? And if you go to the site, there's a link there for that. But the but this the, any one on one care? Um, what, I know we talked about your retreats. How, how are the ways that you support moms in this? 
So I have retreats. And then I also have, because a lot of moms are juggling um, multiple things or have small children at home uh, that makes logistics or financials difficult, um, I'm also just about to launch a virtual uh, boot camp. So this will be a three-month weekly program that women can access at any time that's convenient to them. If they miss the weekly call, they can you know, watch it at any time. They can ask questions. They can interact. Um, and it really, and it will also house a community of women that are experiencing the same thing simultaneously and really excited to to delve in and move forward in their life in a way that's meaningful and important to them. And that's why like be truly you is kind of my main tagline now, because that's what it's all about is helping people to be truly you yourself. Mm. Beautiful. And where can people go to find out more about those opportunities? So at ambertrueblood.com houses pretty much everything. And then the book is available anywhere books are sold, uh, you know, online or uh, in any bookstore. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, stay with us, folks. We're talking with Amber Trueblood today about stretching motherhood. When we come back, we're going to dive into this beautiful and creative concept of book that she created. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality. We're talking today with Amber Trueblood, author of the book, Stretch Marks, a self-development tool for mothers who are being stretched in every direction. I love that. So where, where did this come from? First of all, like, I'm like, okay, who has the audacity to call a book stretch marks? Like that, that was pretty, pretty epic. So talk to me about how that came about. Yeah, I was working with a developmental editor, an older gentleman um, who never had any children. And I have a, a small story in the book that's about one of my stretch marks. And he called it the worm. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. The worm carcass. And he said, he said, you know, I've never read anything like this before. And I think, you know, you have this story buried in the middle of the book. And I think you need to consider leading the book with this story, starting it out with this story. And it might even be your title. And so I, you know, kind of let that marinate. And I spoke to some friends and family. And the more I let it set, the more I realized that it's beautiful metaphor for what the book is all about, which is whether or not you were ever physically pregnant, or you are a parent or not a parent, you've been through some sort of psychologically, spiritually, um, physical, any of those things, you've been through a traumatic experience. You've been through something that's changed you. And as a result, you've expanded, you've grown. And so I thought what, you know, stretch marks can house all of that. It doesn't have to be (laughs) just a physical, you know, um, 
manifestation of pregnancy. It can represent psychological and spiritual changes as well and growth. And so I loved that for that reason. And also, you know, I wanted, you know, women and, and when it comes to women and how we perceive our bodies and that I wanted us to be able to celebrate stretch marks as a badge of honor and acknowledge, you know, what we put ourselves through. So it works on so many different levels that the more I sat with that title, the more I thought, oh, it's got to be Stretch Marks. That's the name of this book. Absolutely. And I think there are so many subtle and subversive ways that we hint that there's something less than about mothering. Um, and, it, and it's unfortunate because it, there, there are challenges with it, right? There are um, everything that you mentioned, like things about the body that happen through pregnancy, things that happen to the psyche, things that happen to um, our emotional systems as we, we attempt to rear children into adulthood. And, and if we're not careful, I think they, they allow us to take on these stories about who we believe ourselves to be. And it goes back to what you said at the beginning of, of, of this episode that if we don't stop and say, well, wait, why am I buying into that? Mm-hmm. And do I want to buy into that? I remember when I wrote uh, War um, years ago, one of the concepts that I brought up in it was this idea of like, you, you know, sometimes we don't even stop and say, wait, do I even like chocolate ice cream anymore? Like, did I ever like chocolate ice cream? Like, I don't even know, you know, what, and, and allowing ourselves to change and to be fluid and to grow um, and to evolve, but 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 mostly to intentionally choose which stories we continue to feed um, versus versus kind of taking them on as though we don't have a choice. And a lot of times I think mothering in particular um, can easily feel like a chore from the perspective of um, this kind of societal placement, right? As opposed to this beautiful exchange, this experience, this fluidity, this relationship that we get to have with children and in and, and defining that for ourselves. Well, a real turning point in, in our parenting was when we kind of threw out all the books, right? And we stopped asking people's questions, you know, opinions about how to parent Neva and just kind of, I remember looking at her and going, you know, I, I, th- I mean, she was probably two, maybe younger. And it was just, I, I just had this sense of like, I, I think we can figure this out. Like, I like, like, kids and parents have been kind of doing this thing forever. So you, one would think that it, it, it's not rocket science. And at the same time, there's got to be some room for how we want to do that, what we want our lives to look like. And I think your family's life is such a phenomenal testament to that. Can you speak a little bit about the experience that you had while writing the book and touring the country and four sons and just, just can you share a little bit about the courage that that took to, to just do you? Totally. I, yeah. Um, and one comment about the parenting books, cause I had that same experience and I thought, you know, these are all great stories and I get all hyped up for a couple of weeks and then I end up throwing it out the window and save for a couple, you know, a couple tips from a couple key books, but that's why I really wanted to write a book that wasn't just a, a, 
a story with, oh, try this every time. It'll work mm-hmm. for every kid in every family, no matter your lifestyle <laughs> or your values or your, you know, anything. And so instead, I wanted to write something that was about, look, what are your values? What kind of humans are you trying to raise? What is important to you? You know, how do you think about technology in your family? How do you think about discipline? How do you think about sibling rivalry? What works for you? And then you know what, if you want to go in that direction, fantastic. Now here are a slew of tools and tricks and tactics. Choose the ones that resonate with you that you know you're likely to use and follow through on and they're easy and simple. You know, don't say, oh, you're going to, you know, pitch everything, pitch out everything you've been doing and completely start something new tomorrow morning that's based on some random stranger who's never met your family. No, I want, you know, I think like you were saying, you know more than you think you know. And mm-hmm. you should trust yourself more than you do. So this, you know, so stretch marks is all about giving that power back to the individual and say, no, 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 you got this. Like, just mm-hmm. give yourself that, you know, that t- time and space to take a breath and move, you know, in the direction. And so to answer your question, what I, I did do that. And it took me a while. I had four, I have four boys um, right mm-hmm. now. They're seven, nine, 10, and 12. And about two years ago, um, I read a book, you know, I read, uh, it's all, it's always book based. <laughs> um, and at the beginning of the book, it kind of said something like, oh, be careful. People who read this book, you know, make major life decision changes as a result. And I kind of rolled my eyes and thought, you know, relax. Um, I'm, I have a pretty wonderful life. I'm very grateful and lucky and fortunate. And I think I'm good, but, uh, you know, I appreciate your warning. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> But sure enough, within three months of reading that book, I decided to pull all my kids out of traditional school. I, for the first time, acknowledged that maybe I wouldn't always live in Los Angeles. And that was exciting to me, but totally new. Uh, And I started writing this book. So that was a huge change. And so we started homeschooling. And my oldest plays, uh, well, now they all play music. But uh, at that time, my oldest was a very good drummer. And through a very random set of consequences, Somebody said, oh, there's a Broadway show that is looking for children who are legit musicians. We uh, sent in a video. One thing led to another. And six months later, we were all six of us on the road with a touring Broadway musical. And, you know, it was something I never could have anticipated. Um, But it was the most wonderful experience for all of us. And it was an amazing adventure that I'd never I just never would have gotten there in my brain had I not first taken a step out of the kind of the big river, the current that I was in before. Um, had I not stepped back and said, what am I doing? Do I, do I want to be doing this? Is this, you know, does my husband want, are we on the same page? Like, what do we want here? You know, had I not taken that time and then pulled everybody out of school and already kind of been on a different path, I, don't, I never would have made this jump, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, what is the book? Uh, the book was Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Awesome. I'm not sure my audience would forgive me if I let you go without asking what the name of that book was. <laughs> yeah, that but, was the book. And that led to, I mean, in it, uh, the author recommends a lot of other books. And so then I just went on a tear and read, you know, all the books that he recommended. So it was, you know, it was a culmination of that was the instigator for sure. And then it was a culmination of all the other books that I read as a result. But you said something else that was so incredibly interesting, and I want everybody to really pay attention to this. It, it's great that the, the, you know, that the author kind of gave, gave the, the caveat, but you were ready for that. 
that was not, um, I, I think a lot of times we kind of herald this burn the ships, burn the bridges, leap before you look kind of idea of transformation. And when that technique is successful, it's usually following years of preparedness. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's not successful is when people mistake perhaps looking at the success of certain people who have done that um, and not realizing or or not paying attention to, or perhaps even the person isn't being totally honest about the developmental journeys that preceded. And, and I and, and I do I, I know enough about the damage that that causes through clients that we've assisted and everything else to really want to be clear. Like there is um, transformation. I mean, just like motherhood, right? Transformation is c- can look any way, right? I mean, for some people, it's getting a job. For some people, it's leaving a job. For some people, it's putting your kids in school. For some people, it's pulling your kids out of school. Like there's no Definitely. one way to be like the coolest transformation person ever, right? Like it's 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 what's cool for you. And, and you also made a really, really important comment about are you and your husband on the same page with it? Like, what do we want? What are we walking toward together? And I know in our home, there's, we, we have extreme intentionality about journeying together, right? There's a reason we include our daughter in all of our business ventures. And it's, it's so that the three of us combined can go, okay, how do we want this to look? And, it, and it's a unique way of parenting, right? It's kind of reverse engineered parenting. And so, 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 so doing things in that capacity, one, it's not for everyone. And two, portions of it may be for you, portions of it may not be for you. It may be good for one of your kids and not the other three. It may be good, you know, and so there's, there's a, a constant negotiation of those variables. And it's really important that we have some sort of an internal compass to kind of weigh that against. And that's why I love the work that you do. You give moms this internal compass to say, okay, how am I receiving this data? How do we kind of apply that within our microcosm here? And then what do we want to do with it? Right. And I think one of the things I learned was once I released what I, you know, thought, and and I didn't hold myself as somebody who I thought was behaving out of, you know, fear of what others might think. But once I really stepped out and did my own thing and saw a lot of other people kind of come to the surface and say, wow, I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time. I can't believe you're doing this with your family. You know, whether it was just the traveling part or just kind of living a little bit of a more alternative lifestyle. And I was really surprised how it became kind of, um, not permission, but you know what I mean? Like seeing that example Mm -hmm. And a friend asked me, she said, I don't understand what made you guys decide to all six of you go together on the road. And, mm-hmm. um, and she said, you know, was it, was it that, you know, you went for the audition and the, you know, the kids missed each other or was it, you know, what, what was it exactly? And I said, oh, well, to me, it was really clear because my husband was always in, was in the entertainment industry and had worked on movies and we always traveled wherever his movie was. And so for us, like you said, with our marriage, from the very beginning, we were very conscious that we would um, be together or not do something, you know, with some time variables, it depended if it was under a certain amount of time and depending what was going on. But I, and she said, well, why? And I said, well, 
you know, both of us come from families with, you know, parents that had multiple divorces. And so for us, the, the potential for a fragile, like the, the potential fragile nature of a relationship, no matter how strong, we don't take for granted at all. So mm-hmm. as much as we are just like, boom, in alignment, you know, get along, we're friends, we, we enjoy each other, we have a lot of respect for, wow, when you take two parts of a pair and you separate them from months on end with the stress of traveling and whatever financial stress that might incur and all of these other variables, you know, you can have a really hardy relationship and, um, and it could be jeopardized. And so mm-hmm. the, so we both are coming from that same perspective. And so for us, it was no question. We kind of looked at each other and said, okay, well, if he gets this part, we either say no or we all, or we figure out a way that we can all do it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we were in agreement and that's what ended up happening. Well, and, it, and it's, it is a radical notion. I, Justin and I did the same thing when we made the decision to leave government. Um, we were um, intel agents and the, that decision was fueled by an experience that we had with Neva. We had taken about 14 days off and traveled uh, across country to have her meet my grandmother, who's, mm-hmm. um, who was her namesake. And the, um, the experience of that was so unique, right? That when we came back, I looked at him actually before we ever got back, and I just remember in tears, like this should not be the 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 um exception, right? It it should not feel this different to spend that much time with our daughter. And um and, and I'm like, I can't do this, right? And and she was two. Mm-hmm. And and so we really sat with it. And I don't know that either of us ever really thought that we would both leave full-time employment or that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what we thought really in retrospect because it's evolved and morphed so much now, but that we made a very intentional decision to not just leave, but then also to structure our businesses around her. And we made a promise to Neva when she, she started business when she was two and that, and it was, um, and it was that we would structure things so that we could follow whatever it was she wanted to create. Right. And, and a lot of it was just, why not? Like we had the challenge, like we had really amazing careers, you know, like we were spies, like it was like, what do you, you know, mm-hmm. how do you top that really? And right, so, right. <laughs> so it's kind of like what, you know, if we, if, if, if we're not, obviously we're not trying to one up our job. Right. So, so what would be a next level experience for us? And it would be to be together. Um, but it, it's, it's not normal. Right. It, we just don't see a lot of those examples and it, early on, it was tough. You know, one of my favorite phrases is we create friction until we have conviction. And we created a lot of friction because we weren't sure it was possible. And now, of course, once we got conviction, everybody's like, oh, we knew you could do it. Oh, it's so great. And it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't remember that exactly. But, but it, you know, we talk about paradigms and dimensionality. We can dive down that rabbit hole. But, but the, once we embodied it, we became the model of it, right, that people look to and, 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 and then, of course, we were called on to talk about it and to explain how we did it and what it looks like and how you do it, you know, as, as, mm-hmm. as with everything. And so I love this idea of, you know, we can't talk about motherhood without talking about 
marriage and without talking about family and without talking about dynamics of that and without talking about divorce and without talking about, um, you know, you know, all of the various ways that we come together in those family units. And it's important that we give each other the room and ourselves to say, okay, and I've got these variables, right? I don't have four sons, right? We have a single child. Like, I don't know how, I mean, we outnumber her. So I'm not real sure how you manage with, um, you know, you know, you are like greatly outnumbered, you know? And so it's, it, it's a real testament to your desire to come together in a strong partnership with your husband, but also a partnership with your children to say, you know, we can do this. Yeah. Um, and instead of like, just, just disregarding it saying, okay, how can we do this? How can we make this work? And um, I, I, to me, it's, I can't imagine living any other way. And what a gift it would have been at that moment to have someone like you to say, and it's okay for you to do it your way. Cause that's not a message I was getting that. I mean, I had literally like pull my bootstraps up and kind of, you know, kind of gather my wits about me and go, okay, God, like, I hear you. Let's do this. Right. Like, like, and, and really believing in kind of the divine inspiration because I wasn't seeing that anywhere else. And so right. I think what you're doing for women is so powerful and so important. Um, not only that, but giving voices, right. Giving community so that we can say, Oh wait, you too. Oh, well, yeah. And and then I like what you just said about that, but I think maybe in our family, we could do it this way. We could add in this component and, um, you know, as women, I just think we're so naturally made to collaborate in those ways that when we have the opportunity, then, then we will take advantage of it and we will far exceed even our own expectations. For sure. And when you step out just a little bit from what you think you wanted, and then you, you really align with, you know, okay, I'm going to try this differently. It really is I think kind of like a domino effect because you think, oh, I did that and this feels so much more right. And, you know, I mean, I never thought I would have four children. That wasn't the plan from the get go. <laughs> I thought I'd have three children. I'm a two, two and work full time. And that's, you know, that's what I would do. And then I, and then I decided, you know, I really wanted a third and then I really wanted a fourth. And, um, and I, you know, I, but I had no idea from the beginning. I had did not think I would be a stay-at-home mom. I always thought I would be a full-time working mom. I never thought I would homeschool my kids. I didn't know. I had all these preconceived notions about what that meant. And so, but the more you step out from one expectation, then the easier it is to, to yes. step out from others. And then I think, then you realize, oh my gosh, I have no idea where I'm going to be in the next two years. And it's going to be amazing. That's all I know. Hmm. Beautiful. Well, and, and it, and it, the courage gets easier. It actually requires less courage, I think, over time, because there's this experiential existence to For life sure. that we start to play with. Mm -hmm. And it teaches our children that that's okay. Um, you know, one of, the, my, my, one of my favorite books is uh, Carol Dweck's Mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I remember we taught that to counterintel agents. And I remember the moment I realized that I had lived my entire existence from a fixed mindset in terms of really defining myself based on the success or failure of an experience versus just letting the experience be the experience. Right. And, um, you know, and of course that became a really solid foundational principle of our core curriculum. And I mean, it's, it's like that, that is it, right? Who are you? And when we can allow ourselves to be these, these amazing beings, 
here having these experiences versus defining ourselves as our roles or our personas or our accomplishments or our expectations or our um, devastations, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's coming front and sail- center there in, in, in terms of saliency that when we're able to say, you know, and show our kids like you're going to fail, like you're going to screw up and that's cool. And, and, and it, it ceases to become failure because it just becomes, this is how we walk through the world. And I think it, it's such a testament to you and your husband and the strength of your relationship to embark on that kind of a journey. And then, and then on top of that, you were writing the book. <laughs> yeah. So we went to, we ended up, you know, they have these six month contracts for kids and then six months turned into a second, six months turned into uh, the last four months because the show was closing. So, you know, with 16 months on the road and we went through, I, you know, it's hard to add up because some cities were in between, but it was approximately like 57 cities. And because we had, you know, six in our group, I often would do all the bookings myself because the tour company would book, you know, a hotel, which was like a tiny little hotel with no, you know, no kitchenette and no laundry. And uh, we had so many people. So we, um, so every week I would schedule two rental cars, find an Airbnb or a, you know, or a hotel, like a residence inn or something. And I would, um, schedule the flights because often I could get better deals on the flights than, than they could get us. And so every single week it was all of that. And then ordering food on Instacart and, you know, going, you know, getting everything that we needed. And we were literally traveling with, you know, six skateboards, uh, you know, pads and helmets, scooters, uh, bass guitar, a regular guitar, a portable drum set, ukulele. Um, I mean, a lot of this didn't make it city to city. We left a lot of stuff behind, Um, you know, oh, and some clothes and a boatload of books because we don't do a lot of technology and I'm obsessed with books. And so my kids are obsessed with books, you know, talk about modeling, you know, they do what they see. And so, you know, I, I think I have one picture from the road of a suitcase just jammed full of books. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love it. I love everything about that imagery and just the, the, the perfect imperfection of it all and the courage to just be in the messiness of it and create and, and, and get your hands dirty. And so I appreciate the fact that you're willing to model that for others and give moms uh, an opportunity to just say, you know what, I, I think we can do this our way. Um, and we can even figure out what our way looks like and our way might change tomorrow. And that's okay too. And um, I think there's real freedom and flexibility in that. So let's leave our folks with with something that they can start to implement in their life now. Like I, I know all of you out there are listening and, and, and you're hearing what Amber's talking about and it's getting you excited. I'm getting excited. And, and now it's like, okay, now what? What can I do? So so what is one thing that people can do to, um, you know, particularly our moms, but everyone to, to look at their life now and go, okay, how do I make this more me or how do I carve out some space to um, really step more fully into who I am? How, what advice would you give to people? Well, one one of my one of my favorite like quick tips is um, is something I call purpose pockets, where you know we have different pockets of our day um, that have completely different um, priorities, right? So what you're doing when you're with your family at night making dinner is totally different than when you're on a conference call or at a board meeting or driving, you know, on a trip. 
And so depending on what it is, if you take just a few moments prior to entering that next pocket of your day and you ask yourself, what are the two or three things max that you want to focus in on? So I, I like doing this with driving because it's dangerous, but we take it for granted and we you know, are so distracted and doing 5 million things while we're driving and, or just we're thinking about different things. So if you say, you know, I want to arrive safely, I want to arrive on time. I want to have everything I need when I get there. If you just take that second, I'm far less likely to like miss the exit on the freeway, forget an important notebook at home or not pay attention to this person like erratically driving next to me. So it seems really simple, but to me, that saves me I become so much more efficient throughout my day if I'm not letting myself get pulled in a million directions and be in a meeting, but thinking about a dentist appointment I need to schedule or thinking about dinner the next day or scheduling the next, you know, vacation or holiday issues. So to me, you know, creating purpose pockets and being purposeful in each pocket of your day is, is a really simple way and doesn't cost any money doesn't take hardly any time. And it really makes me so much more efficient. And then at the end of the day, I think, oh yeah, I nailed it. Like I did really well. I'm like, I'm already doing it in my head. So I was like, I was lost. I was like, I, love oh. it. I did. I could. Care. I um, did. I could. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing too, is, you know, that I, I do, I walk people through this system that I have and, and it's called the Amber mindsets. Also that same, um, that same editor that helped me with the stretch marks title said, you know, I think you need to call it the Amber mindsets. And I was like, no, I don't want to. It sounds self-serving. And he's like, no, it's not about that. It's about being easy to remember. And, and mm -hmm. then the, the acronym fit just beautifully into what I was trying to say anyway. And so the, the system that I walk women through when they work with me more closely is, you know, is ask so that, that pertains to what we're talking about now. Really, how do you uncover what's important to you right now, given your lifestyle, your personality, your dreams? Um, and then move is the next thing. So once you know what you want in all the different areas of your life, whether it's you know career, health, relationship, parenting, then move. Like, how do you get moving? What are the, what are the ways, the tactics that really work best for your personality at this point in your life? And so that's the move mindset. And then the next one is believe. So you might know exactly what you want and you might know exactly what tools work for you, but something's still blocking you. It's kind of not happening. And that's where all these hidden beliefs, I call them baloney beliefs, need to be <laughs> uncovered. And you say, oh my gosh, really? Do I really believe that? wait a second, like, no, I don't. Sometimes just uncovering them like deflates their power. And then mm. next is elevate. So this is a way to kind of supercharge everything. And elevate is like tools like gratitude and forgiveness and meditation and visualization and mantras and using all of those practices to speed up the process, make it clearer and more confident and easier and then radiate to me is like the clincher. And this is like true fulfillment is when you take what you're passionate about and what you're good at and what you're capable of, and then you marry that to a problem in the world that you're passionate about. What problem in the world do you want to solve? And not just like, what problem am I going to throw some money at once a year, but really like integrated into your lifestyle. What are you going to um, to challenge yourself to solve that, it, and a you know a problem or an issue or a, a group in the world that really 
resonates with you that makes you, you know, want to punch a wall or want to cry or whatever really elicits emotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm, beautiful. I, well, Amber, I, lo- I love your enthusiasm. I love your brilliance um, and your passion about this. And, and it's, you know, everything that we've talked about, it's so incredibly crucial. And the, and the, and the one thing that, you know, I haven't offered in terms of the kind of bona fides of that work is the fact that this really is the foundational component of our societies, you know, of, of, of how our world's going to look moving forward. I mean, we talk, we talk about changing the world and having an impact and influencing and everything else, but ultimately this, it is an internal game, right? And if we don't allow ourselves to kind of um, self-indulge in terms of this and, and, and fleshing out and expanding ourselves and, and, and continually um, modeling for our children and, and children the world over, that that is okay. It is okay to continually reinvent yourself. And it is okay to, to say, you know, hey, I, I want to look at this now and I want to do this now. And to, to not fear what that might mean about who we are in terms of our self-definition or how good we are at at parenting or mothering or whatever. And, um, you know, I probably apologize to Neva 20 times a week. Like it, it, it's, you, you screw up and, and you, you talk to your kids about it and you're honest and, and you, and you learn to talk to yourself about that too. And to, to talk to those little pieces inside of each of us that maybe didn't get parented the way that they needed to be parented in that moment, no matter how phenomenal your parents were. Right. And so, so it's this ongoing developmental process that if we choose to engage in it without shame, and guilt and regret, then we're able to model for our children how to walk this world with some element of their own self-dominion and freedom so they can exceed in that and they can excel in that and they and, and they can follow their passions and, and their freedoms and, and listen to their own insights and intuitive voices and, and really start to have this amazing ripple effect. And so I know we've, we've touched on the importance of it, but it just felt really important to add that component because this is, this is not small stuff that you're taking on. And, and I, and I love the kind of tongue in cheek discussion of stretch marks, but, but even within that, the complexity and the depth of that, um, just, just the, just pulling those threads up and those roots of, of body image and, and, and all of the ways that we downplay ourselves it's big stuff. And, and and I appreciate your courage in tackling it and modeling it and just having the audacity to say, you know, I think this is okay. Well, thank you. It's been really a fun journey. And I'm, I'm just so excited to share it with, you know, anybody and everybody who this resonates with, you know, and I think it can be helpful, not only for the parents, but for the, you know, really, even more importantly, for the next generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's tell people where they can go to find out more about your retreats and your boot camp. And of course, if you go to the site, folks, we'll have links for the book. Um, but where, where else can we send that? Exactly. So the book is called Stretch Marks. Um, I'm Amber Trueblood. And so the website is just www.ambertrueblood, ambertrueblood.com. And that houses everything right there. Beautiful. Well, Amber, thank you so much for your, your wisdom and your generosity and sharing your experiences and, and your knowledge. And, and I can't thank you enough for just choosing to show up fully in your life and encouraging others to do the same. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very excited to be here and be part of uh, your world. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. We know you're listening and we appreciate that. Be sure to tell your friends about it. Download the app. You can go to any app store, Android or wherever you get your apps and look for Superpower Up or Superpower Net. And you can listen to all your favorite shows. You can stream them, stream them, and you can hear more about Amber and her work there. And we're just really excited to have you along on our journey. So thank you again for listening. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.